Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. <laughs> I'm your dynamic overlord. I'm beloved commander. I'm visual contender. And with us today for her first watch of The Leftovers is Amelia. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and you don't have a Wu-Tang name yet, but maybe by the next time we talk about The Leftovers, you will. Possibly. We sent you on a mission this time to watch at least the pilot. So tell us, tell us about your experience and how much you watched and all about. I did my homework. Mm -hmm. I watched the pilot. The juxtaposition between the pilot of The Leftovers and what has actually been taking precedence in my pop culture life right now is massive. (laughs) um so it was interesting it's fresh because I literally just watched it this morning okay um I wanted it to be fresh I will say that so it's it's a lot it is it really is Um, and I think you'll find that of the first season so all the seasons are a lot it just in a different way yeah yeah that first season is really heavy yeah there was a lot going on a lot to process i don't even know where to start with it yeah all what um, did you know about it before you watched the pilot i knew that justin thoreau was in it who in general is delightful i generally like justin thoreau i've known who he was for a very long time he did a movie called the broken hearts club years and years and years ago that i loved him in so that was great did not know that Liv tyler was in it so and i think i had some vague idea that it was about people who kind of a portion of the population kind of disappears off the face of the earth and that was really all i knew going into it so that was interesting they wasted no time they they got right to that which was good i guess they jump right into that and they leave you know they there's a lot of questions there i guess that's a good thing you're kind of left like, okay, what what is this ride that I'm on? I'm trying to think of some of the other actors that popped up that I, I mean, there were definitely other actors that I recognized and um, right. Amy Brenneman, I couldn't think of her name, but her face was very familiar to me Yeah, and I couldn't think of where I knew her from, but. And Christopher Eccleston. Oh God, for fuck's <laughs> sake. You being Worst a doctor who doctor. Worst doctor ever. <laughs> Least favorite doctor was not. Wow. Was not thrilled to see him. Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't with him. I'm sure he's fine. Maybe if I keep watching, you know, the character will get better. Um, going into it though, he's hands down least favorite doctor. Um, <laughs> I first not- started liking Christopher Eccleston in the movie Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett years mm. ago that's so i don't have fair. the experience with him and doctor who he's not he wasn't a good doctor <laughs> <laughs> poor dude he wasn't a good doctor um that being said like i came into doctor who with david tennant so david tennant uh-huh. is my doctor yeah. and it's hard to beat david tennant as a doctor like um and then i went back and i saw chris Eccleston and i was like this is really bad so yeah it's a that's a very curious thing. Like you're wondering who are the, who are these people that are just kind of skulking around and in their white clothes and what's going on there. So it may take me until next June to 
really kind of finish it out. Um, we'll see. I I'm I thought it was well. It's well made, well acted. I was super confused by the the teenager storyline. I was. It's like, I know I, you know, times have changed. I was a nerdy kid, so I don't know what these, you know, sex and drug parties are that they're at. That doesn't compute in my head. So that's interesting. (laughs) Also, his daughter doesn't come home. She's not there the next morning. And he's just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go to work. I got to work the parade. And what? She has your car. She's not home. You're just like, okay, I'm going to go to work. And you happen to run into her there. And Okay, well, (laughs) good on you, I guess. Yeah, You come to understand more about that as the season progresses. There's stuff about being okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that teenage party was very Mm -hmm. euphoria. So Mm -hmm. that's what I thought. Yeah, but then you have the added mix of their reality. So, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because you know this this is called the leftovers. Mm. So it's not about the people who disappear; it's about these people who are left behind. Yeah, that's fair. That's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Not uh... <laughs> he hasn't seen yeah. the rest of it. It's a whole. No. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, okay. I, sorry, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad to be on this, not mad to be on this journey. It's as, as I have conveyed to Susan over the last week, I'm on a very specific journey right now with what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. And you do yeah. need that. So it's good that yes. you have that Yeah, yeah. waiting in the wings for you after you watch an episode. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like as I was watching recently, I was thinking like, like I'm trying to remember what it felt like to see this again for the first time. So I'm very jealous that you are at the beginning of this journey. I'm very jealous. <laughs> so I that's a great point. And I had forgotten what it felt like the first time because, you know, we adore it so much. And so I had sort of built up in my head that we fell in love immediately. But two years ago, when I redid our website and broke up some of the podcasts into multiple shows, you know, so Oz and Breaking Bad and or and um, what other shows? Do I we think have the this leftovers was with and... it was with True Blood, yeah, because it came on after True Blood. Yes, and, and then so we, we did, did a couple with Fargo together. and. Yep. So True Blood and at some point Fargo. So I was breaking them out and I had to, you know, re-listen. And with the first few, we were talking about, Susan and I were talking about, huh, I don't know what this is, but I'll give it, I'll continue to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. That was our first reaction. And and with the first few, Mm -hmm. we still didn't know. And I think it was beyond just the first few. Yeah. It took us several solid episodes to decide that we loved it. Was it, it like episode six? Maybe. Probably. Maybe. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still one yeah. of my favorites. We yeah. had yeah. totally forgotten that. Yeah. And and didn't remember until two years ago, 2021, 
when I built us a new uh, a new website and and divided up the the multiple shows. Yeah, I 100% blame Chris for this. I now do the three episode practice where you give everything at least three episodes yeah. before you throw in the towel. So I will give it <laughs> at least two more episodes. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a long series, so it's, no, it's, not. it's not a huge commitment. It's um, just emotionally it might be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I, I one of the things I remember telling people like when the show was coming back for the second season and me loving it so much I would tell them go watch the first season it's a little heavy you got to get through it but once you get through it and that second season oh it's amazing yeah. but like the first season's an amazing too like once wow. you've gone back and watched it several times and you get a lot of the little things maybe you missed the first couple of watches yeah but it, it's it's it is heavy um it's heavy Definitely. can't say anything else but it's beautiful yeah. like the different characters that you get introduced to like we talk about this all the time but every time we see it i find myself attached to a new character mm-hmm. or a different character from before and finding a new reason why oh my god i love them or this thing i didn't notice all these other times we watched yeah and that three episode rule maybe that's why maybe apple got that from chris why Apple TV Plus <laughs> drops three episodes of a new show at once. Hulu does that too. Yeah. Hulu mm-hmm. does? Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, um, all, maybe all of them do it because Prime yeah. just did it with Gen, Gen V also. Okay. Okay. Cool. Like, let's give you a taste. See if you like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then keep you coming back week by week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes I sense. Don't... I don't know. I've obviously I've only seen the pilot. I don't know if this is a show that I could rewatch multiple times. There are not a lot of shows that I I do rewatch. There's a handful. The Office is something that I can just put on yeah. all the time. I did I just rewatched Ted Lasso mm-hmm. for I don't know how many times. So I don't know something heavy like this. I don't know that I could go back and and rewatch again, but you know well acted, beautifully shot. Music. And it, and it is music's great. Mm-hmm. Everything about it's great. It, it is a nice, you know, juxtaposition for me right now. <laughs> so oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right. Well, I hope you will continue and and report back. You know, you always know where to find us. I am very firmly in puppet land right now. I am stationed at the Playhouse. I am anything Paul Rubens has done. Mm. I'm watching it right mm-hmm. now. I'm a, mm-hmm. obsessed. Obsessed. So, well, What are some of the questions that you have about the leftovers at this, at this point for the series? Not <laughs> Um, and we'll say, hmm, that's an interesting question and not answer that. <laughs> no, see, you don't want to do that because the first things that pop into my head are just like things that are going to sound mean and I don't mean them to be mean. And it's just like, because they're funny in my head um, and not serious. <laughs> so the first thing that popped in my head was, does it get good? Oh, <laughs> okay. It gets amazing. Um, yeah. I don't. Um, we wouldn't re- this is our sixth annual rewatch episode <laughs> and we've rewatched it more times than six because for the first season we rewatched it 
before season two came out. Then we rewatched seasons one and two before season three came out. And sometimes we would rewatch individual episodes before the following week came out. And then who knows when else we might've rewatched something for whatever reason. That's amazing. So we kind of like this show a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, and then I was on Scott's, the serious TV drama podcast talking about at least one of these episodes. So I rewatched a few (laughs) around that. (laughs) It appears to be, at least from the pilot, it appears to be a good show. Appears to be well made. It appears that everything is like it just may not be up your alley. You know, firing on all cylinders. Justin Thoreau is a very conventionally attractive guy. Um in gray sweatpants. You are missing in season two two episodes (laughs) when he slithers out of a bathtub naked. And then yeah, what? To, okay, here's the question. Why? The thud. Why does he do that? The, the thud. God, the thud. I, I, I giggle every time. Me too. Every time. Mm-hmm. Two thuds. Uh-huh. We're not yeah. going to tell you what those are about. You'll have to listen to this <laughs> or a previous episode. He slithers out of a bathtub naked for two very, very good reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, okay. Well, yeah. Come on, you gotta. You don't out. see his thudding member. <laughs> you don't need to. It's you see everything else, and it's glorious. You see his I, I bare mean, tattooed back. So many several questions. other times. So many questions. I just and the thud was <laughs> an amazing inside joke on the show, and he carried started it off. with the gray sweatpants. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, <laughs> I think this I, is too much information already, huh? I I don't. Again, so many questions. <laughs> Not all of them shall be answered by so watching the questions. show. I don't know, like why? Why are you slithering? Out it? Why are you slithering? <laughs> well, that's my word, but I think it's a valid yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of a bathtub why are you and i don't know okay it leads to delightful things yes he's you know i i'm i'm not opposed to it he's he's an okay looking guy he's that's fair mm-hmm. harry Cohn is amazing in this and dowd oh my god yeah she's so wonderful oh good everyone in it is amazing Margaret Qualley, his daughter, is the mm-hmm. real-life daughter of Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. She is fantastic yeah. in this. Yes. Christopher Eccleston, Eccleston's wife. I forget her, the actress's name, uh, Mary. Mm-hmm. She was in The West Wing. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. She gets good. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Oh, my gosh. I oh, yeah, she, yeah. And then she, Regina. Did we see her in the... Re- I don't in know if pilot? they sued at the beginning. Was she in the pilot? Well, I don't know. You may have glimpsed her. Like Maybe. they have. Yeah. Okay. Regina King. Because I watched is the West Wing too. So if she was in the West Wing. I would. Okay. Recognize yeah. her. You, you'll yes. recognize her right away. 
Regina King is in season two. I love Regina King. Yeah, she is awesome. Oh my gosh. I shall do my best to watch more. Yeah, it, right. it, it might just not be up your alley and that's you that's you know, fine but this is what i do i force you to watch an hbo show like you know like i did with oz i mean you know before i came in here somebody else may have made that comment that very same comment <laughs> <laughs> so it's another show susan's forcing you <laughs> i do good. that a lot so yeah it's fine I love y'all. I love hanging out with y'all. I will okay. enjoy your enjoy your leftovers chat. All right. Thank you, Amelia. <laughs> I will go back to my peewee watching. Oh, good to hear from you. Built <laughs> you. Bye. 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 I was about to tell Amelia when you said uh, reminded her, you know, that you made her watch Oz. I was about to say there's no rape in this. But there, there is, is. Uh, yeah. Meg raping Tommy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> and you know, he had stuff like that in Oz. Literally. Right. That's what, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Oz had lots of rape yeah. of men. And right. Women. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Wayne's questionable relationships with underage girls. Too. Right. Yeah. Oh. We learned more about that in the book last year when we read mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. So, but Kelly and I did something special last week that relates to seasons two and three. <laughs> we went on a road trip to to Jarden. Woo! Cool. <laughs> we skipped Miracle National Park because that's technically it's somewhere else. It's somewhere else. It's uh, Pedernales Falls and mckinney national park Mm -hmm. i think so so we went to lockhart texas which is where they filmed the diner which no longer exists clinton diner Mm -hmm. the caldwell county courthouse the durst garvey and murphy houses Mm -hmm. which we found yes the church church. which we found but is closed like for good and the fire station and probably some of the other houses that we didn't even realize. Yeah. So you can find photos on our website. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That courthouse is pretty amazing. And there was a wedding going on when <gasps> we were there. Yeah. Someone so we, was getting married outside in front of the courthouse. So we, nobody came out with a goat. No, no, so thank we, God. Okay. So, so we saw a woman in a wedding dress, just not in front of a house, but in front of the courthouse. Yep. Getting married right there. The minister or ju- judge, I think it looked yeah. like, mm-hmm. was out there yeah. performing the ceremony outside the courthouse. They were absolutely leftover fans. Mm-hmm. You will convince Maybe. me of nothing else. Okay. We went into a gift shop. Mm-hmm. And the dude was wearing Lederhosen because it was Locktoberfest, Lockhart, October. Yeah. We finally asked him if he had anything from the leftovers. He had never heard of the show before. Now they did stop filming there like seven years ago, you know, sometime before he moved there. Really? He said that he hadn't, he wasn't living there then. 
Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. I missed that. Makes part. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, so, they would have known. Yeah. So we told them about the show, and now he should know if anyone else asks. But so no, he didn't have anything, unfortunately. I was wanting a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we didn't go into any other gift shops or anything. So but we did go to a little cafe. Was it Commerce Cafe? Yeah, that had incredible food. <laughs> so the server just didn't think we ordered enough. Oh, Is yeah. that all? Anything else? No, it was We're plenty. Good. Yeah, they did not have goat on the menu either, and we did not go to a barbecue. <laughs> goat cheese. Barbecue place. They did have goat cheese. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. We did not have barbecue. And, you know, this time around watching, I, I did notice there in one of the street scenes or whatever, there was a little, a sign for Black's Barbecue, and that's a real place there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cool. And it was in the show. Cool. Document here. And actually, I just finished the rewatch this morning. It's like, no, I don't want to finish. Don't make <sighs> me watch. Especially, you know, it gets me every time. Like, yeah. Yeah. So first I learned doing a little digging online that the leftovers is the first series that HBO acquired from an outside studio that HBO did not produce in-house. Oh yeah. So it is a Warner brothers thing. So Mm -hmm. thank goodness it's Warner Brothers that bought HBO and not someone else. Oh, my goodness. Otherwise, it would be who knows where. Right. Okay, people, this is your your reminder to buy physical media. Right, right. So HBO acquired the rights to develop the series with Tom Parada, the author, attached as a writer and executive producer. In August of 2011, shortly before the book came out, Damon Lindelof was supposedly a fan of Tom Parada's earlier books and had first learned of this book, The Leftovers, from a positive review by Stephen King in the New York Times in August of 2011, same time that HBO was acquiring the rights. And then in June of 2012, Lindelof announced that he would be developing the series along with Tom Parada. So all of this happened so fast. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then it was almost a year later in February of 2013 that HBO ordered a pilot and then later that year in September they ordered a 10 episode first season and thank goodness the first season did I guess just well enough it got lots of Mm -hmm. critical acclaim yeah I don't think viewership was terribly high but critical acclaim was just massive yeah and you could say that about all three seasons yeah yeah, because it is on every list I have seen yeah. mm-hmm. of best 20, best 30, best 50 TV shows of the 21st century yeah. so far. Yeah. Every single one of them. And usually in the top 
15 or 10 just depends on the the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is pretty much universally lauded, highly lauded by critics. Especially us. Do we have a leftovers memorial soupy award? We should, we should create one. (laughs) I thought we gave it some kind of award several years ago. Maybe one of the first. Oh, I'm sure we gave it an award, but I mean, is that we don't have one named after it. Oh gosh, we should then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it would be for. We'll have to figure that out for (laughs) this coming, the 2024 soupies. Yep. Yeah. Show we might be willing to watch, rewatch every year. Yeah. Midnight Mass, uh, what would have won that? Oh, yeah. Midnight Mass. Yeah. Yeah. It's we'll our, our it. new, <laughs> new rewatchable series. <laughs> but for me, not as much as The Leftovers. Oh, no. Like, no. Not nearly as much. Yeah. It's different. Nothing is ever, ever going to be like The Leftovers but for me. You know what? Never. You know what I like <laughs> about, about both of them? They both, you know, ponder and discuss the meaning of life the you know and everything and you know I mean that's what what most of these things that that we like are all about you know yeah trying to figure out why we're here and what we're doing and our purpose and like there was an element of midnight mass that I thought of while I was watching the leftovers this time around when when i'm thinking about lori and connecting with her and her loss like think of what she lost in that moment yeah. and what happens in midnight mass and yeah. it made me feel for her more more than i usually do because she does some shitty things um but like just trying to relate with her and what what, what she's processing in that particular grief because like she it, she didn't have a miscarriage but still like there was life there she was considering what needed to happen with that life and then she didn't get to make yeah. that decision with that life and then with midnight Let mass there was life there there was life that was wanted there and then that was it just disappeared and pe- she was ga- kind of gaslit a little bit mm, true yeah, i forgot about that at first mm-hmm. yeah and like Lori said later to Kevin at the, uh, you know, toward the end of season three, uh, shit, I didn't want to tell you. And then I didn't have to. Yeah. So it's like, it felt like she didn't want to make a decision and then she just didn't have to. Yeah. yeah but then she had to, you know, the whole burden of it all on herself, you know, had to deal with it all herself because yeah. it's still, you know she was deciding she was deciding what to do so it's not completely unwanted so yeah yeah Yeah. I remember watching the first season like thinking of everything that everybody else around them had lost and trying to figure out what it was that they lost that broke them all so much and of course we find Mm -hmm. out later what broke her and like Tommy's whole issue with his his birth father and like finding mm-hmm. his place and plus the stuff from the school, I mean, from the book that didn't make it in here, um, kind of having an idea of, of that. And I was just trying to figure out, I was like, they, they didn't really lose each other, but like they were broken even before all of this had started. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. also like, if you compare it to some of the things that we in reality have gone through, their whole world changed forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, if you look back on 2020 and all of that, it's like, okay yeah. i think we lost like two percent <laughs> yeah then but we know where they went right yeah yeah right and like 
Patty says to Kevin at some point, maybe it was when he had kidnapped when when he and Dogman had kidnapped her. Dean. <laughs> Dean, yeah, said something like realizing that people could just disappear at any time. Yeah. And it that can already happen. You know, just because yeah. we wake up healthy, whatever, we wake up, there is no guarantee we're going to make it through the day, but we just don't think that way because it's scary. We would be paralyzed with, with fear and that is no way to live. We do need to be grateful for every day, but we, we can't go around. I mean, we would all be living like the guilty remnant yeah. if we spent every day going, oh my God the ceiling could collapse on me. Mm -hmm. I'm parked in a parking garage. The whole structure could collapse. I could get into a massive car crash and, and die. I could have a heart attack or a stroke or brain aneurysm and die. I could lose any member of my family from a crash or weird health thing, whatever, get hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> We can't live like that, but the guilty remnant want people to live like that. Mm -hmm. It's just not healthy. doesn't mean that we forget what happened on October 14th. We are living reminders. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to start with the, the first question on here. Kind of change the mood. So <laughs> which family dinners were more awkward? The Garvey's or the Whites for Making Bad. And I don't know. I think it's the Garvey's. I do too. Yeah. The ones that yeah. we see anyway. Yeah. I assume that yeah. they got better in those three years between season two and season three. Yeah. But that, that first dinner. Helpful. Yeah. yeah. That first one with, with when yeah. Nora came over the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. But hey, at least they were playing good music. Yeah. And I'm yes. thinking of the... um the time when when Jesse came over and commented about the green beans at the the White's family dinner. Oh yeah. So yeah. comparing those two dinners, which was more awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, Jill, look in my purse to see that I don't right? have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm also imagining just, I mean, we we saw Jill and Amy sitting around eating together as Kevin was in uh, having a mental breakdown yeah, coming in and out of the house. So those were all awkward too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And during that time, nobody was okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are some of the other questions on here that, that interested you guys that, that you answered? I don't have them in front of me. Oh, meanwhile, I'll, let me answer another one of them. A show or movie recommended for post-leftovers viewing. Of course, Watchmen, you know, with Regina King, also Damon Lindelof um, involvement in that. It's just one season, so, mm -hmm. you know, even less to watch. <laughs> and yeah, it it's, it's another really interesting one. I, I don't know if I would say a similar theme to the leftovers uh, no mm -hmm. but but yeah another one that really the more you watch the more you learn you know think about it more 
easily relates to the world today, all, all of that. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that for uh, post leftovers viewing. I would recommend everything everywhere all at once because mm-hmm. you've got the missing bagel in episode two of the leftovers. Oh. <laughs> and then you have the everything bagel black hole in everything everywhere all at once. And I was thinking about everything everywhere all at once in season one, episode two of the leftovers this time with the bagel. It's like, how mm-hmm. do they relate? What does it mean? I mean, <laughs> the bagel and the leftovers ends up having a simple explanation and Kevin is not losing his mind. The bagel simply got stuck in the the bagel oven, you know, and mm-hmm. he he tears it apart in a panic looking for the bagel to see, did it disappear? Did someone take it pulling a joke on him or was he really losing his mind? And he found it there. And so that kind of showed him it, it it was just a simple thing and he shouldn't be losing his mind, but in fact he was losing his mind. So it's, it was a bigger thing than that. So it's interesting. But was he really losing his mind? Because like, international assassin and like all that stuff that were purgatory and him singing that song for me yes you say he's losing his mind for me that shit really happened for me the me same too. thing with mm-hmm. um with Nora, the book of Nora. that stuff happened for me so yeah. when you were talking about everything everywhere all at once para multiverse they yeah. have a multiverse for me yep. and like her telling that story that we never got to see and we've talked about this Um, Like I can see when she's talking about it, I can see it in my head. It exists. It's real. Just as if any scene I watched in um, everything, everywhere at once where they were in some different reality. Yep. I agree. Then the departure was the creation of a new multiverse because Mm -hmm. when those people arrived at, at wherever they were for them, they lost everyone else. Mm -hmm they lost 98%. Right. Yep. So I I don't know. I mean, were things the same? So for like the person that was driving the car that hit Matt and, and Mary, did that person like what happened to that person in the collision? They Mm -hmm. are in a car and they did hit another car, but there was nothing, no one in that other car where Matt and Mary are because they were here and not there. And then, so a thing about that though, when I forget who was it who said they were standing in line at a grocery store and the person in front of them, oh, yeah. the, the cash uh, register person was... holding the box of cereal disappeared along with the box of cereal. Right. So things were, the rules were different because. Right. Because the car did not vanish with the person. So that poor person ended up bouncing along the road at 30 miles an hour when they departed. And, and of course, you know, the, the fetus. Right. Didn't survive. Yeah. No. Right. And the baby crying in the car at the very beginning of the episode is now just on the asphalt. No, but but things existed there. There were stores there. There were vehicles there. And I I think that one 
that the baby's okay because yeah the kid's father disappeared also and so yeah he had a, a caregiver them. right there. right but the caregiver didn't know where the baby was but, but the baby cried but yeah he but was the, crying but the boy more importantly the boy in the grocery parking lot his dad disappeared. So the dad, that random dad was in the same parking lot with that screaming baby. Okay. But Nora, when she arrived in the alternate universe, the machine was not there. Right. Nothing was in the parking lot. It was empty. Right. Right. So why would the car that hit Mary, why would that car be in the alternate universe? Because the machine was artifice. Whatever created that initial split would have pulled or would have duplicated would have duplicated everything. But yeah. like that, the machine was artifice. It wouldn't have been able to create itself over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I think that was like at a different time. Yeah. And I think people who were maybe like in airplanes or whatever during, oh, I think, yeah. Yeah. So like many questions. All the passengers around you disappear. But, and the pilots. The yeah. pilots. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, in, in the leftovers world, the ones where the, the pilots vanished, then are departed, then there goes that plane. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, was... I feel like they, there would have been another plane that they would have ended up on the their place and that the pilot or pilots because mm-hmm. maybe both pilots did not just dis- one disappear. or yeah yeah Let's so maybe they it was just been, one okay. so they all right. the planes had right yeah <laughs> but and that wouldn't have been the case for all of them they probably right, yeah. ended badly for for a few um yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i wonder about that because yeah. if that box of cereal disappeared it's, well, like, it's a small thing because like think of Nora's daughter who was playing with the juice cup the juice cup right, didn't disappear right and Kevin who was having sex mm-hmm. with this woman he still <laughs> has all his parts <laughs> they didn't all disappear I can understand that disappear. though because that belongs to a person clothes disappear yes, with the person was inside the other person when she disappeared then but the and the box of cereal disappears yeah. Maybe because that was being contained by the person who went. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to well, get anywhere. The place. It's good yeah. questions, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. We- uh, why did Jill cry when she found Nora's gun at the house, at uh, Nora's house? I think she cried because... When when there was no gun in Nora's purse, it made Jill feel like, okay, Nora is okay. Mm-hmm. Nora found a way to be okay. And then when she found the gun, particularly in a game box in her son's bedroom, it's like, no, not only is she not okay, but wow, she's really not okay. She's hidden this in her son's room. It's not even like, and and Jill found it that quickly and easily. Yeah, it, it's not even like it's locked away in a lockbox in the back of her closet, super out of reach. Yeah, no. So she's she's not at all okay. And that that was after like she made the change because remember that. I'm trying to remember what episode that was where 
like we saw her going through the motions, staying in routine, keeping things exactly the same, just in case they ever popped in again. Right. That was so after it was six. Correct. Right. This was after guests. Yeah. And she came back, she had hugged Holy Wayne. Yeah. And then she changed out all of the groceries and, and bought new groceries towels. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Paper towel yeah. roll. Yeah. Yeah. So nope, you're still not okay, sweetie. Oh, what was Kevin's wish in the bathroom with Holy Wayne? I, you know, I think it had something to do with family yeah. and all of that, because, you know, after that, he, there was a new family there on the porch, yeah. Nora, baby, Lily, and Jill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. Cause a part of his guilt had been a part of the, because like he had been considering leaving, like he was done. He, he wanted to not be a part of the family anymore. And he felt guilty because now he couldn't be a part of that family anymore. They were so broken mm-hmm. and he wanted a do over. Granted, it didn't happen with Lori, but here's Nora, and look, there's a baby. baby. They can be a family. Yeah, I think so too. I and and I just love in that scene the look on Wayne's face when he is supposedly, you know, gets what Kevin's wish is and says, "Granted." And mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's a statute of limitations on when that wish is going to come true. Clearly. <laughs> Okay. oh my gosh yeah because for all almost well no for all of season two and all of season three they're still bullshitting each other yeah until the very end yeah. they have they haven't healed it's all bullshit uh a few minutes ago one of you said how Lori did a lot of fucked up shit who didn't you right? know they all did was yeah. anyone like the worst in this about doing you know about fucking up i want to say matt just because he's not my favorite but yes you're right <laughs> yeah. you're right no they, they all don't did like some... matt <laughs> don't <laughs> they they all did fucked up shit yeah like badly yeah i think the least of, of our main characters you know yeah i think the least the person who did the least fucked up shit was probably Margaret Qualley. Jill. No. no. Say Jill or Tommy. Yeah. No, because, you know, Tommy joined a cult. Come on. Right. And and Jill, you know, her the the parties. No, but she hurt the fewest people, I think. She really hurt Amy. She did. Mm -hmm. But I think she hurt other people less. Yeah. Kevin hurt other people badly. Um, Lori hurt a lot of other people a lot. Nora hurt other people mm. a lot. Yeah. Patty hurt a lot of other people a lot. Matt, he hurt a lot of other people a lot with all mm-hmm. of his flyers and, and yeah, everything. God, yeah. Um Kevin Sr. Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. hurt his son. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah he, other people, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. John Murphy, too. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. yes. God, yes. Okay. Erica, though, she's down there, though she hit, she enabled John. But, yeah, so she's down there, I think, with Jill. Yeah. Except her enabling. 
Yeah, and she she was at the end of the enabling when we met her. Like she yeah. said, when everything happened, she was on the verge of leaving. Yeah, like she, that's why she had all that money. Yeah. yeah, and like one of the things that caught me this time around was her conversation with not conversation, but like that in that exchange with Evie. Like, why? Why is this happening? I don't understand. And then you understand, and yeah. I finally got it. Like she knows that you were leaving. She understands yes. that you were going to end up leaving, and then she said, "I, I left first. Yes. Like that was so you do understand why I had to do this. Yeah. And like the thing with the the cricket, like you don't stop. Did y'all catch that um, Meg's ringtone in season two, episode nine, October 13th? Her ringtone is crickets chirping. Oh, mm-hmm. Meg hurt so many people. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Okay. So why the rocks thrown through the windows, Nora and Erica? I understand Erica throwing it in Nora's window. No, mm-hmm. Nora was just like I know an asshole to her. Here, I'm, well, I'm doing this to you. See, Nora's I think was because she was in that moment of pain. Like she, the, the Jarden was her place to hide from all the reality of what had been going on, and she has her new family, this new reality, and like that pain is not supposed to touch her. And so when the guy shows up and reminds her and actually accuses her, well, you're the reason why this girl next door disappeared. So like you're the reason why your family disappeared. And Erica witnessed that happening. So she took whatever pain she was feeling and she hurled that rock because she, she was upset with Erica for even witnessing that moment. Nora's, yeah. Nora, that was Nora an asshole to, move. Yeah. That was such an asshole move. Yeah. Definitely wasn't right what she did. Um, I understand why Erica threw the rock back because she knew like after that exchange with the questions and everything and they, they really dug into each other. Like they really dug deep into each other. It's like, I knew you threw this fucking rock. Now I'm going to throw it back at your house. So I got that. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. At the, at the, in the finale, when Nora says that, you know, she talks to Lori sometimes they, they obviously haven't worked at all on her anger issues. Mm-hmm. Otherwise she wouldn't be living out there alone. And yeah. Yeah. And she wouldn't have attacked the nun like she did. Or, you know, I saw that man coming out of your room. You know, yeah. that I think that's still her fixation on the, the truth. truth. Yeah. Capital D, capital T, truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, why does it matter so much to her? Right. And for her to be the arbiter of yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. What difference does that make to you, Nora? Right. Sarah, whatever your name is. Right. <laughs> Yep. You're lying about your name. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah. So much for never lying. Mm-hmm. That was tough. And I don't know which one of you put this question in here about which is your favorite of the Matt episodes. Yeah. None. None of them. You gotta pick one. No. The then, the Fraser the episode. It's it's a Matt yeah, Matt Matt Matt, Matt world. Me too. Yeah. Okay. Because. Yeah. You know, it's the least bad of <laughs> the other side, especially the episode in uh, the the episode in season one mm-hmm. just really bugs me mm. when he goes to gamble. He gets enough money. They almost steal it from him. He gets it back. Um, but then he like gets knocked out and he misses the deadline and then in season two he helps the dad and the boy it's like 
I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, Matt, come on. Focus. Yeah. Yeah. But Matt, Matt world, just what he finally learns in that one about himself and about God and how it ends. And and he gives up on the search for Kevin and Kevin is Jesus and his book. And that's the guy I was telling you about. And then God gets eaten by the lion (laughs) and the whole episode uh, sort of starts or, you know, early on in the episode, he's reading the passage from the Bible about the lion and was it Daniel? And Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's great. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Amelia because, you know, in her rule of three episodes, that third episode, she's going to hate it. Yeah, (laughs) We all did. Like Matt is the least favorite person in the series, which, and I don't, I don't hate the actor. I I enjoy his work. Like, oh, and this, I I I enjoyed his work in this. Yeah. Matt was just an unlikable character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a a few years ago, I think it was two years ago, we focused this whole episode on the episode. It's a Matt, Matt, Matt world, Matt, Mm -hmm. Matt, Matt, Matt world. And so we, we found a lot of new stuff to talk about with that episode and Mm -hmm. we like appreciated it and actually liked it. And it's just that I tend and I, I actively don't like his other two solo episodes or focused episodes, Yeah, but I like his character. I mean, you know, as a character, yeah, I find a lot of value in his character and, and I adore him as an actor. Absolutely. Like one of my favorite scenes of his is like his final moments with Nora um, in the book. Yes. Of Nora. Like I really enjoyed that. Matt lives. So, yeah. Love it. He's a great gecko. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have a quick thing to point out. Did y'all catch this too? In season two, episode 10, I live here now. So the finale of season two. When he died, Kevin dies again and he comes slithering out of the tub. I noticed that the water on the floor is dirty. Yes. And it's not in episode eight, International Assassin. So it's dirty because he had been, uh, because Michael buried him when he died at the end of episode seven, A Most Powerful Adversary. And he's buried for eight hours when he's dead during International Assassin. And then he pushes up out of the soil at the beginning or at the end of International Assassin, beginning of uh, I Live Here Now. And of course, episode nine is October 13th, which takes place back three years ago or four years ago on October 13th. So he's filthy. And John Murphy shoots him in the dog pound or animal containment center. Mm -hmm. So when he comes out of the water, he's filthy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that dirt gets all over him. And when he comes out of the water, he's even like looking at his hands at first, didn't he? Yeah. And so the Mm -hmm. water cleaned him off. And then he says, you know, motherfucker or whatever. Yeah. Both he and Kevin senior used that phrase. Yeah. Something I'm learning from you, Dad. All right. <laughs> so, so I think that's a thing. 
Isn't that cool? Yeah, good. Very. Oh. Yeah. And then sad karaoke. Still love that so much. Mm-hmm. One day I'm going to figure out every song on that wheel. Like I was trying to make note of them. Mm-hmm. Like I saw Just Like a Prayer, Angel of the Morning, because the lady was saying it, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. And I couldn't see the other ones. Yeah. Just, I mean, I know we know our one. Yeah. But... Go to go to Reddit. I'm sure somebody's oh, there's figured a list, it out. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. And so question on, on the list here, if you could watch only one season forevermore, which would it be? I, I would probably have to say season two because of sad karaoke, because of international assassin. I loved seeing young Patty in that and how Kevin becomes so empathetic of Patty in that season. I mean, I adore seasons one and three as well, but I could accept I live here now as a positive finale to the show Yeah, Yeah. because he got rid of Patty. So just, okay, he's done. He's quote, well, now she's Mm -hmm. gone. There's not going to be anything else. They're a united family. The entire family is there. Everybody is going to live happily ever after. I don't know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen with the Murphys. Erica is going to leave. And Evie is part of the GR now. Mm -hmm. But the the Durst-Garvey family is good. I can Mm -hmm. live with that at the end of season two. Yeah, I I like that. So that means that at ev- at the end of every season, you have the gathering of the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I like that. When I was thinking about it, I was very I was very stuck on season two as well. Like that's yeah probably my favorite season, mm-hmm. um just because there's so much in there. Um, but like as I was watching the rest of season three, I can't let go of Book of Nora. <clears throat> I, I know. Can't. Yeah. and matt matt world and like even like uh crazy white fella come on i, I there's so much in this because like yes in season two but like they're they're still broken they're still so broken they haven't done what they need to do to get fixed yet um and so i, I need that ending even though we don't know how long it is i can't remember how, how long we settled on last time has it been 10 years has it been 15 years it's been some time i read an our... article oh go, right. go 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 i read an article that said 10 years Okay. Obviously, they don't that. know for sure. Yeah. But, but and yeah. it feels yeah. like more. It know, does for like more for her. Well, for him too. I don't I think for him, but but also he had the heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. And when you consider that Jill's child is still One. young, yeah. Ten years yeah. could totally be accurate. Yeah. She yeah. has aged well more than 10 years, but she has gone through a lot. Yeah, yeah. The, in the Kevin time had right. Kevin had a heart attack, yeah. and that can age you. Yeah, yep. yeah, okay. And surgery, mm-hmm. and also he's died four times and come back from the dead four times. And lack of melanin. <laughs> True, he, he's sorry. a white guy. I'm sorry, he's, they still look good. Both of them still. He's look a good. mediocre yeah. white guy. He, he is still like, <laughs> but he is still a silver fox. But he's still yes, hot. They're both yeah. still really hot for me. And this, yeah. So. Yes. yeah, but she's yeah, her her skin has deteriorated oh, a little more. Awful. And, 
and, and she like, does work outside. She, and, right. and she's still yeah. grieving. Like she right. hadn't let anything go until. That's true. She was irradiated twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Brenneman doesn't look like she's aged badly. No. Lori, I mean, you know, doesn't yeah. look like she's aged badly. She got the closure she needed after we thought she committed suicide. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she didn't. I was, I I was glad she didn't. So, Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. she looked happy which yeah. is great to see yeah. and she's still with john yeah with their weird yeah. shit that they're doing and she and jill made up yes mm-hmm. which was great because that's one thing i caught in my rewatch this time around um when jill jill was not gonna stay at the house like i can't stay with y'all because the mom's gonna get mad and i can't stay with her because she's gonna apologize all night yeah yeah and so, yeah. you know with that also i saw it as there were some like filming and scheduling things because you notice she never goes inside the house. So obviously she was just available for that one night to film, you know, to ring the bell and film the goodbye. And we just assumed that she was there at the rest of the party, but yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But um, at the ends of, you know, seasons one and season two, they, you know, they didn't know if they were going to get renewed. So right. yeah, they wrote it as it could be a series finale. Right. <laughs> so. You're home. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad we got more. We got yes. him in that beard. Oh. <laughs> and that beard thud. looks good on you. <laughs> the thuds, y'all. I can't live without the thuds. I'm sorry. And more time with Patty. Joyful. So what does the name Kevin mean to you? I think of Kevin. I think of Cal- Cameron McAllister. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Aww. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, That's the first thing that pops up. It shouldn't. No. He's Justin. What yeah, does it mean to you? Kevin, I think of. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Garvey. Yeah. Yeah. The international Sweat assassin. Pants. Yeah. Yeah. The sweat pants and the cleaning the gutters and whatever. No. <laughs> Slithering, Kelly. <laughs> no. Um, like, the the cop uniform, mm-hmm. riding the horse Oof. in Jarden, and mm-hmm. in, at the end of season three, um, yeah, yeah, singing. Gosh, yeah, getting angry, telling Patty to shut shut the fuck up when he's trying to get the dude to cut <laughs> the handcuffs off of him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> they all have anger management issues. They do, but yeah. it, it it makes sense. Yeah, Lori lunging at the the publisher. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Like I my heart breaks every time I watch that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just like for like the woman she tried to help. Like it yeah. was too soon. Yeah. Too soon. She wasn't ready. And you know, turn your phone off when you're going before you go to oh, media. Focus. Focus. Oh my god, if she had just turned her phone off beforehand. Don't mm-hmm. answer. Don't answer the phone. Oh my gosh. I found less than for all of us. Yes. So the songs on the karaoke bill, Homewood Brown, of course. I Would Die for You by Prince. I didn't see that one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All My Exes Live in Texas. Gosh. Living on a Prayer, which I did see. Don't Stop Believing. Angel of the Morning. Hold up. Um. Okay. I couldn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. I could just see Queen, but I couldn't see Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Gosh. Like a Prayer by Madonna. We see the inclusion of Journey's Don't Stop Believing on the song will is likely a reference um, to its famous usage in the final scene of Made in America, the series finale of the HBO series Sopranos. Oh. I didn't know that. 
Okay. Cool. Oh. All right, cool. Nice. My questions have been answered. Yeah, that yeah. was quick. Like, what is yeah. that? Nice. So we're ready to look ahead at next week or or all of yeah. season 13. <laughs> We have we have a lot of exciting things. We're doing we're gonna rewatch another series. Uh we're going well, and then our usual. Now it's usual, right? Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned midnight mass before, and yeah, we'll each have our, our birthday choices. Yeah. Um we have several anniversary films mm-hmm. to watch. We'll be starting with Armageddon, 25th anniversary. Nice. <laughs> In yes. November. Yes, uh, Tyler again. Right. We have Killers of the Flower Moon coming oh up to the end of this year. I cannot <laughs> wait. I may be waiting on that one. Oh, really? It's three hours and 23 minutes plus 30 minutes of trailers. Oh, no. All right. Well, then Where we can it do depends. it toward the, toward the end of Where the year, you know, okay. when it comes out streaming. <laughs> I can I'm, move on. I'm going to see if I can do it. I just okay. won't be able to do it that Thursday night like I was going to try to. I, I sent you guys like the list of yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday is sold out already. <gasps> Saturday oh is gosh. sold out. So if I can get in there early, yeah. like that Sunday, like yeah. I may do that. Just okay. we might have to reschedule. Okay. That's okay. That's, but it's, that's four hours. I know. It's a lot. I, it's a lot. So we're going to court into the election, the voting booth a few times in 2024, mm. cool. because, you know, Trump is going to court and then people are running for shit next year. <laughs> we're running for shit. Right. Imagine that. So we're, we're doing that <laughs> next year. We're going to be rewatching The Good Place uh, over a few months. Oh, I forgot to put on here, but we had talked about doing May of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I need to do that. We're going to be rewatching yes. uh, Terminator for its Ooh. 40th anniversary. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Again, we have some other anniversaries. We'll be doing the 10th anniversary of when The Leftovers premiered next June. <laughs> We're going to be doing Banned Books Week, talking about movies based on banned books a year from now, or almost a year from now. And we are going to be interspersing uh hidden gems throughout the uh, next year yeah we had talked about that a few weeks ago so mm-hmm. yep yeah, we'll be finding some things that are difficult to find maybe just on youtube some unknown or lesser known filmmakers and all mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. be talking about those yeah. throughout the year and i'm going to be going to going online to sundance again nice. <laughs> so <laughs> Some of those hidden gems might come from that or whatever. Maybe We'll see. Yep. True. But first, next week, uh, we have National Alaska Day. So we said either take place in Alaska or something like that. Everything I wrote down takes place. Everything I suggested takes place in Alaska. And so the gray is available on max into the wild is available to rent insomnia which i love now the u.s version is available to Mm -hmm. rent i didn't look up the scandinavian version i think it's norwegian 
30 Days of Night is available on AMC Plus and Grizzly Man is available on Amazon Prime. And there are plenty of others. These are just ones that mm-hmm. I had written down a few months ago. Yeah. Cool. cool. I'll definitely be watching The Gray plenty and I will yes. look up the original Insomnia. I love Insom- the US version of Insomnia. Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Until next time, protect your neck and geek on. Thank you.